welcome to the Life of Learning podcast. I'm Eustace Frank, and today I want to delve into a little bit uh, from a book that I am still currently reading uh, called Raising Competent Children. Uh, it's by Jesper Yule, and in one section he starts talking about a personal language. And by a personal language, he means a language with which we can express our feelings, reactions, and needs, and set our limits. And he says the heart of uh, personal language are the phrases I want to or I don't want to, I like or I don't like, I will or I will not. And the interesting thing about this is that he contrasts that with the way that we think about feelings. And often we're, we're asked to sort of share our feelings, you know. How do you feel? You know, try to show your feelings. Um, people ask you to express your feelings and talk about your feelings. But, and this is what I was thinking about today as well, is when we're asked to share our feelings, it, there is a lot of value in sharing our feelings. And um, particularly, it allows people to understand and empathize with us. Um, so, if I say that I'm feeling sad, um, you're able to empathize with that, or if I'm feeling happy, um, and yeah, that's, people can empathize with you, but it doesn't mean that we, there's no action we can take from that. Um, just because someone is feeling sad or uh, feeling happy, it doesn't give anything uh, for the other person to actually work with. And... But making our, our needs, our wants, our desires actually known is this personal language about who we are as people and what, what, are we, what are we needing? What is our body saying to us? What are our desires? And, um, and this is why, you know, we have these words that I want to or I don't want to do that. These things that we are constantly also saying within ourselves, oh, I don't want to do that, or I want to do that, or I really like that, I don't like that. And when we express these desires out loud to someone else, it offers um, the other person the ability to basically cooperate with us. Um, so if you're saying, I'm feeling super relaxed at the moment, and I just want to really, really chill out, and I think I just want to go to the beach and and uh, lie down there for a bit and when I say those sorts of things it allows the other person to empathize with me oh yeah okay maybe they're also feeling somewhat relaxed maybe they are maybe they aren't um, but if they are empathizing with me um, and they're feeling maybe similar to that that's the sort of feelings part but doesn't necessarily have any action attached to it but if you say I want to go to the beach and relax there then that gives something for the other person to actually cooperate with it gives something for the other person to say yeah I, I want to join with you in that and then the other person in turn it might spark something in them and they think well actually possibly I'd like to stay here at home and just relax maybe put up a hammock um, Maybe we could we could uh, gain that re relaxation state uh, right here at home instead of traveling all the way to the beach. 
Um, again, and this actually gives the opportunity for dialogue to occur and actually come to a conclusion of um, you know, what could actually be the best solution and in a way that they can do together. And this is uh, the thing, when we actually state our desires, our wants, our likes, our dislikes, it gives people a chance to actually cooperate with us. Um, and I think this is uh, really important, both in terms of just general life, um, life within our families, uh, with our friends, and, you know, and that's what I talk about, but as you know, I'm also quite passionate about the way that we interact with children, and this is, again, something that's, that's really important, is that when people state um, their emotions, you know, when people state their emotions, I feel sad, I feel happy, I feel, I'm feeling really relaxed and chilled out at the moment, they're not things that we can disagree with as such. They are, um, the people are stating whether just what their feelings are. And I think there is a great value in uh, recognizing feelings. So affirming that you understand that that's the way that they feel. People can have this tendency to delegitimize other people's feelings, to basically put down other people's feelings or make or give the impression that they don't think that their feelings are actually valid um, or that somehow they know actually your feelings better than you yourself know them. Often people do this very much uh, with children. A child might be feeling really really sad or and they'll start crying and people will stay and often adults will say you know stop your crying stop being so babyish or whatever and again we're putting down and not recognizing the validity of their emotions which I think um, you know we, we should be validating people's emotions as such and realizing that those are real emotions and shouldn't be putting those down parts where we can disagree is is when um, when people put their wants and desires forward but I think we should even there still realize that they are legitimate things that people want to put forward um, so one example that he kind of gives in the book is for instance um, a mother and her child are in a line and they're in a checkout line and it's a really long line and the child is getting really bored so you know at the moment they're they're just feeling really bored and they say I'm feeling really really bored can we really go home um, and again there um, you know firstly empathize with with the mother's job is to first in that instant to actually empathize with the child and go yeah Actually, it is boring to stand in line. It really is quite boring to stand in line. And I totally understand what you mean by it being boring. Um, and then the next step would be, okay, um, it was if they're feeling bored, you can reasonably understand why the child might want to go home now. Um, and that gives you a chance to cooperate in some sort of way. Either you could say, yeah, actually, this is really boring and this line is taking forever and we're just going to put the stuff back and let's come back another time when the lines aren't as long. Or, 
what you could do is another way that you could say talk about this is to say yeah i understand you know that that is really boring and i'm kind of bored as well standing in this line um so but it would be really ha handy if we get this what we need to buy right now instead of um coming back for it later and then we might be in another line again so we'll try and get it done but maybe we could do something together to pass the time and then come up with a little game that you could do while standing in line or whatever it might be um in the book he sort of gives a suggestion oh you know that the mother might say oh look that those uh, that stack of boxes has fallen over how about we kind of put them back together again um and another really uh interesting sort of way that you could go about this um given this sort of scenario is often um i know this happened to me when i was certainly a child is um and i think i could start implementing this a little bit more is if a child says i'm bored um can we go do something else i want to go play a game or whatever it might be um and you might say okay i understand that you're bored actually that's a legitimate thing like if you don't have too much else to do maybe there's no other children around or something like that and they're feeling bored okay first of all legitimize the the emotion that they have and then say okay well actually i'm enjoying maybe maybe the parent or the adult is really enjoying a conversation with another adult at the moment and you could say yeah there's different ways you could react either you could go actually i want to take the child's suggestion here and yeah let's go do a game together um, and maybe you could invite the friend that you're talking to to come join them in the game or you can also make the suggestion put forward the suggestion um you know and say to the child well why don't you join us in this conversation that we're having together and i have found that you know children do often enjoy when you include them in adult conversations and when they can be part of that so i think there's just a lot of situations where we can start putting this and certainly i can start putting this into play is to just keep on developing that personal language um and and yes while, while it's important to also state our emotions and those sorts of things allowing other people to empathize with us at the end of the day we can't leave them feeling completely helpless and i think it's good to actually then state what is it that you actually want what is it that you like what is it that you don't like and that allows other people to actually then cooperate with us in a way and either um gives them something in which they can um, join us in or it gives them the opportunity to also come up with a, another idea in which we can then cooperate with them um so yeah i just really like that wee section of the book as and i've been uh really thinking about it over the last couple of days so again i'd love to hear any feedback that you might have uh regarding that um hopefully again i have made sense in terms of that um and the book again is raising competent children by Jesper yule he's got some really really good stuff um 
and yeah so i will leave it there all right thank you so much bye